0: Hi, I'm Robert Stanley of the Right to Reason podcast, and I took a left at the valley. Gotta love that voice.
1: I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists, you know. We don't have non-astrologers and all that, but with the religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen, I call it how I see it. You just call it faith
2: and unsubstantiated
0: claims that something to be the atheist. 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 atheist Coming at you from City BC, this is Left of the Valley. My name is Kevin and once we are extinct, I hope aliens set see our desolate landscape filled with Jesus' coming sign and assume he ate us.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Joining me as usual is a team diagnosed with kleptomania, but don't worry, they're taking something for it.
3: <laughs> so much.
0: She saw an attractive man spank his kid, so she said, I'm next, Nancy.
3: But <laughs> okay. you, well, you have to call him okay, daddy. Let's, let's move right along. <laughs> let's move right along.
0: <laughs> she was sexually active at nine. Now it's 9.45 and her wrist is killing her. <laughs> oh,
2: that's so awkward. <laughs>
0: And she, <laughs> and she thinks when Satan goes bald, they'll be hell to pay. Ladies, welcome back oh <laughs> to another fun-filled adventure.
4: Is there, is there a penitentiary where we can? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, I probably deserve that.
4: Sorry, that was a really A long high-ish. sentence. <laughs>
0: yes, uh. very long sentence. From
3: just not yeah. a run-on sentence.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, so today we'll be talking to our old friend, Brad Lee of Unapologetics, uh. and <laughs> we'll be talking about uh, being raised and being homeschool.
3: And I know a fuck ton So of I this. can't
0: wait to see you and him go at it. Oh,
3: we're just going to... You might have to, like, actually, like, pull us back a bit, because we could probably talk days on this, because mm-hmm. there's so much.
0: But first... I'm just
3: not angry yelling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be on the second half of the show, but first, let's do a little bit of chit-chat. Um, you know, when I say fake news, you guys think of Donald Trump right away, right?
3: Of course. And
0: that's yeah, a moniker he's been using a whole lot. The funny thing is, Time magazine, the, the magazine, Time magazine, has asked Donald Trump to remove fake magazine covers of himself actually featured at his golf clubs.
4: It's about time. <laughs> He's he is so ridiculous. So I can't believe that I can't believe they waited till this long.
3: <laughs> I know. Me too, actually.
4: To
0: it's it's just amazing because uh, this is actually the Washington Post that reported this. Uh, there's at least five properties of, of Trump where they got pictures of magazine t- covers where they have like a fa- the face of Trump on mm-hmm. the time co- on the cover and it's completely fake. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> it's just amazing to me to see the man that, you know, is always saying, oh, fake news this, fake news that. Yeah, you're like the king of fake, dude. I can't yeah, believe exactly. that.
4: Exactly. He must have invented it. Yeah. I find with Donald Trump,
3: a lot of his...
0: It's all about his brand. Well,
3: a lot of things with him are projection. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the things he does... He will say other people do to almost make himself feel better because, oh, everybody does it because I do it. And I can't think of a world where people think different than me because he's so freaking narcissistic.
0: Exactly. I was about to say, you said it very well. He's he's a narcissist for sure.
3: Oh, he's like the literal definition. Definition.
0: The good news of the week. uh, Did you guys hear that Ethiopia actually broke the record to fight climate change.
3: I did! This made me so unbelievably happy.
0: And this is led by the Prime Minister, whose name I'm going to mask here, I believe it's Abiy Ahmed? Uh, they shut down some of the uh, offices, of actually the government and uh, the uh, the public servants, and some volunteers planted 350 million trees.
5: Wow.
2: Yep. In
0: one day, that's insane. In, how
5: in many one people day? did this? 350 uh, well, it, million trees? trees.
0: Don't know how many volunteers and how many public uh, sector servants did that, but it's a lot of people, obviously. Oh uh, like the, the previous record, I think, was held by India, was something like 50 million. So they just like blasted right that oh, right yeah. out of the water. <clears throat>
4: That's a dedication to a cause, isn't
0: it? Yes, it yeah. certainly is. the fo- The forest coverage of Ethiopia, in case you were wondering, was about thirty three percent, and this was at the beginning of the twentieth century. Now they have about four percent of all the original forests <gasps> left. Oh my gosh. Left. That's So, sad. so uh, yeah. So uh, the 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 goal apparently from the prime minister is to plant four billion trees. So he's well on his way to reaching that goal. So good for them. That's yeah. a, you know that's that's an example that a yeah. lot of countries should do,
4: like Brazil. For- yeah. Get on your shit, Brazil. I wonder how they're going to tend all those trees to make sure they sprout.
0: Yeah, I'm, and- you know, I'm sure of all the, the trees they plant, there's going to be a percentage that won't take, that will mm-hmm. die, or, yeah. you know, be eaten by animals or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, even if you manage to score a tenth of your 4th oh, sure. billionth, you're, yeah. you're still talking about a lot of trees.
4: Yeah, no, I just wondered about the next step mm-hmm. because yeah. that, and especially that's, a, that's a huge investment. Especially if they
3: don't just stop.
0: Yeah, exactly. If they
3: continue, even well,
0: four billion trees—that's a lot of trees.
3: A thousand trees a day.
0: Yeah.
3: Like. You keep going
0: at it. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
3: Have it like as like a pastime. Let's go plant some trees.
0: Well, speaking of climate change, the bad news is uh, there's a new report that says by 2100, the U.S. will face 127 degrees. Fahrenheit. Now, that's 52 degrees Celsius.
6: I'm sorry, what? That this, is disgusting. This,
0: this was uh, done for, for National Geographic. <sighs> 250 American cities will face uh, at least one month where the temperature will rise above 100 degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, historically, only 29 city, cities in the U.S. are facing that kind of temperature on a regular basis. Some of the southern cities, the very sunny cities. Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, that kind of stuff, right? But well, now, 250 I've been American Phoenix cities. i
4: Phoenix when it was
0: 120. <gasps> so, ima- imagine, imagine Something like Seattle being in that category, <gasps> for example. Yeah.
3: Kill me now, Just please.
0: shows you that cities that are not used to this kind of temperature facing this all of a sudden just shows you the extent of the urgency oh, uh, of this problem. Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. I was in Dallas. You know, I lived in Dallas for a long time. And, you know, this time of year, 110. Mm-hmm. Is, is, it's, it's 30 the, degrees it's, for easier. me and I cry.
0: Exactly. Same here. Yeah.
4: I don't even
3: know what 30 degrees is in Fahrenheit, but it makes me cry. It does. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, um, 30 degrees, I think so. 90. Something like 90? Yeah. yeah. Not even 90.
3: 100, and I'm yeah. crying. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: it's Um Yeah, it's, 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 it's really disturbing. Um, speaking of our American friends, um, did you guys hear that um, there's been a lot of caravans from the US coming to Canada to buy medicine?
3: Yeah, uh, doing this in droves
0: apparently because
3: we have a reasonable healthcare system. Yeah,
0: that's uh, stupid. Uh, apparently, for example, uh, uh, a lot of it deals with people that are diabetic.
3: Oh mm, well, yeah, insulin
0: is about apparently it's what insane. tenth of the price when they're paying down there.
3: Well, people are having to ration their insulin. Yeah,
0: and Medicine I totally that understand. that
3: you need on no. a regular basis to keep you alive.
0: And I totally understand why they do this. And they actually, uh, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, pres- presidential boop, hopeful, boop. actually did that as well. He actually joined him. and, you know, put a, the spotlight on this. Um, now, the U.S. government is actually saying, yeah, we're going to talk with the Canadian government <laughs> to buy can- and negotiate and buy Canadian medicine. Fucking it's just hypocrites. one thing they don't really think about in all this. Have they asked Canadians how they feel about this? Because it's not like it's an endless supply. Health Canada has basically said, we don't have enough to cover all Canadians and an American market.
4: I, I don't know how they're going to work that out, but, you know, years ago when the uh, when uh, the drug prices were rising before Obamacare mm-hmm. and people were coming up, they were either going to Canada or they're going to Mexico to get them, and the pharmaceutical company kept saying, they're tainted drugs. Yeah, you yeah. can't trust them. They're, uh, they're cheap prices which is, which because bullshit, they're of knockoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And which they created bullshit. so many lies. Mm-hmm. But people were smarter than that and they realized we don't see the Canadians dying off. Yeah, exactly. You know? They have a better lifespan. Yeah, they have a pretty good (laughs) lifespan. We don't see the, you know, the Mexicans dying Mm -hmm. off because of their medication. Especially when you realize we live longer. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's a resurgence of them coming up. Now, how, you know, how they're going to do that and negotiate the pricing up here, you know, for the U.S. um, traffic, I don't know. This
0: has been all over talk radio. They will figure it out. This has been all all over talk radio all week, actually. And, and of course I've, this is not scientific at all what I'm saying here I don't have numbers to back this up but if I'm going by what the public is saying and what I'm hearing on the radio mm-hmm. Canadians are not for this and the answer is basically uh, you know what if the roles were reversed you think Trump would be coming to our aid with this he'd be saying fuck you hmm. and that's what the, the that's what the reaction of a lot of average Canadians seems to be right now and I can't really blame them for saying that especially in the light of health Canada saying we don't have enough mm-hmm. uh, and this is where trade agreements become important mm-hmm. um, yep there are some uh, How's
3: those trade wars going on exactly for you, Trump?
0: right, exactly <laughs> and there are some quotes in, in uh, some clauses in NAFTA that deals with these kind of things now uh, don't don't quote me here. i uh, We'd have to talk to our friend Paul Manley for that, but I believe there's some things like, for example, oil and water um, there are actually some provisions where Canadians actually don't necessarily have have first dibs. on on the product, and could be the same thing for medicine as well. I I don't know. We we need an expert. Mm -hmm. But this is going to be something we're going to have to keep a very close eye on. Because if Americans are coming up here, and I understand why they want to do this. If they're they're coming up here all of a sudden for um, medicine tourism, if we can call it that, uh, that might actually endanger our own supply. And I think there'd be a bit of a backlash...
4: Yeah, you know, I don't know because when I lived in in Texas, and then lived on in the on the border, mm-hmm. and um, people would go. We lived on the border of uh, of um, um, uh, Progreso, Mexico, that was right right across the border, and the snowbirds from Texas were down there in the, in the winter time, and the traffic going. Over to progresso and, and all the border cities really mm-hmm. to buy meds and to and to get good dental care which they could get was ama- you've never seen so many seniors in your life yeah. and and bringing the back across the border wasn't a problem there are things that you couldn't bring you couldn't bring opioids and you couldn't bring the diet pills maybe you right. maybe this Mexico will start they never ran out I guarantee you there's and they you had to be careful because there were the high quality drugs that mm-hmm. were um, manufactured by the American companies in Mexico and then there were the knockoffs so you really had to be careful but they never missed a beat okay well so I, if I they've hope... worked it out Canada will be able to mm. do the same. I hope, you're right. I, I, hope yeah. you're right I also
3: would wonder in America right now why are their prices so high for oh, insulin? Is it artificially probably. inflated, yeah, of of or course. so like that? That's one thing that America has to do instead of just buying things from us that are cheaper.
4: Fix your issue yes, in I, home, I t- I totally
3: so that agree.
4: it doesn't just multiply. But do you, well, the see, pharmaceutical companies have never liked the negotiating. Uh, process yes. for for meds they they do I think for the VA the Veterans Administration mm-hmm. but for everybody else for the mm-hmm. you, they don't want to negotiate it's, so they get your the Medicare prices for all artificially, guys for high.
0: it seems uh, uh, hard to uh, uh, for us to uh, to comprehend why Americans are so against this whole universal healthcare thing
3: it's, if, it's literally mind boggling yeah for me. I mean it's,
0: uh, I I try to explain to Americans as you know it's it's like going to Costco. You know, you're buying in bulk. This is essentially what you're doing, right? You instead of buying retail individually, each one of you, you guys are getting a big group and you're buying your healthcare in bulk.
3: And the big group yeah. literally is three hundred million people.
0: Exactly. Like
3: exactly it's it gets spread out so easily. Exactly. And then you aren't paying a thousand dollars a month. For your, like, co-pay or whatever. Like,
5: heaven forbid, should you have a child. People
3: people pay more for their health care than they do for rent, food. Oh, it's insane. Everything combined. And, like, and they don't have enough for the rent, food, and that. So they're, okay, do I survive this, like, month? Or do I have a house to live in? Yeah, it's, oh, guess I have to live in my car now. Yeah, it's gotten
4: somewhat better because like of chips. Obamacare. Yeah. And it's got some somewhat affordable. But even so, I have a friend who um, has cancer, mm-hmm. and the pill that would put her in remission was $1,400 a month, oh and oh finally she got some subsidies and some help, so she pays like 60 some mm-hmm. odd dollars a month for the pill, and she's in remission, yeah. and her energy is back. But I think of all of the people who didn't have those kind of contacts yeah. and weren't able mm-hmm. to do it, and they're suffering. They they, they go through chemo citizen? and it, the chemo doesn't do any good. And where are they going to get $1,400 a month mm-hmm. for a pill yeah. and let me that just, they have to take
3: every day? Mm-hmm. Let me just say to all the American no. listeners right now, in Canada, I do not know one person who has medical bankruptcy. Exactly. Not one. No. Exactly. I I can't think of one person that I've even heard of, like a friend of a friend, like literally almost no one. No. Has medical bankruptcy? No, oh, no.
0: It's, it's, I've never seen that happen. Yeah,
3: like healthcare for everybody works.
0: It's not. It's not. Per, it's not a perfect system. Our system is far from perfect. Well, I mean, yeah.
3: You, know. you still. You you do end up with long wait times sometimes because the people who need it. Yeah, but the most get it first.
0: You you have to be careful when you say long wait time. You know, it's not, it's not like you know my arm gets gets cut off and I get to wait. Well, yeah. Right. It's just like the the more yeah. urgent the operation, you get. Pushed in front of the line, yeah. But if you have a stub toe, yeah, you know, yeah, you're probably going to wait a bit.
3: Yeah, and like, and like, if, <laughs> if I go to a walk-in clinic, I, you know, half an hour, forty-five minutes, yeah. hour is mat. Like hours, like okay, that may have been here for a while.
0: I've never personally, well, not I had much health issues, but I've never had to wait for anything. Yeah, you, know, you, you you've say, been
4: you've been lucky. I could I could talk on the other side of yeah, that I'm sure. yeah. for a while. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But I th- I'm I'm sure that
0: but I mean I have confidence. You've seen both sides of the equation I've seen both, because I've seen, you, you still I have your American citizenship. Well,
4: I deal with both sides exactly because I have some of my medical care on the Canadian side and I have some of my but medical care your, on the U.S. side. In
0: your situation right now, yeah. if if the situation happened, I said Nancy, you have to pick one system. Yeah. Which one
4: would you pick? The U.S. side. Really? Yeah, you would pick the U.S. side. Yeah. Interesting. For, because it, in, but it depends. If it has to do with major medical, where I need surgery, even though it might be an elective surgery. Um, for instance, if you know you have a rotator cuff repair and you have to wait 18 months for a rotator cuff mm-hmm. repair, it, your arm deteriorates. Yeah, I get And that. it's very difficult, and you end up being worse off when you finally have the surgery. If you can go down to the States and have it done within a month and be able to get physical therapy and get your arm movement back, what, what am I supposed to do, wait or be able to take advantage? Totally understandable. It, so it... It it works. However, for everyday care for colds and you know upsets and mm-hmm. things like that, no problem. I'm up here. I have my doctor up here that I've had for 20 years, mm-hmm. and you know. But it is it is so um, unusual. I think mm-hmm. you know to be able to have that advantage. You have the best, I, w- best of both. Worlds. I have the best mm-hmm. of both worlds, yeah. and it, I, I I treasure the fact. That I do. But but I I use each side depending on what my needs are. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm.
3: And I I definitely think the reason for those um, specialist um, long wait times are because if you need the surgery you can go and wait for it. Like You can get in the lineup for it. You don't have to worry about, I can't ever get this surgery because it will cost too much money. Yeah. Because in America you do get people who are like, I can just never get this surgery because it will cost too much money.
4: But you have to realize that by waiting your situation could worsen
3: yeah no 100 percent. and
4: that's something that if there were better management of yes of the, the funds and the facilities and there were more doctors there were more specialists yeah. that would be taken yeah. care because
3: of because there there know. are some absolutely yeah. stupid things our medical system well, does. like yeah. especially for our very local what they yeah. did to the mission hospital was yeah. stupidest thing <laughs> on the actual planet
0: Okay, perfect. Cool. Moving on, <laughs> because we're not going to spend all whole show on this. Yeah, <laughs> because we could. To be honest, the mission could. Hospital is a stopping point. Yes, <laughs> yes.
3: yes. <laughs> Getting
5: really local
1: stuff.
0: Last but <laughs> certainly not least, you guys hear that Trump was in the Rose Garden uh, this past week, and he was talking about a bill that was supporting the first responders of 911. Yeah. This is the bill that was pushed by John Stewart.
3: <laughs> yeah, because and then the dude like didn't pass it, and everyone's like, yeah, are you yeah.
0: actually?" Exactly. Joking? So, so, so they finally passed it. So these these first responders are finally going to get the Medicare that they need. Mm-hmm. And that's good news. A little late mm-hmm. for uh, But, you know, being Trump, he couldn't help but making it about himself. Uh, when he started, uh, <laughs> he, he stated that uh, he spent a lot of time with 9-11 responders at ground zero.
3: Oh, so much time.
0: And then the internet lost it. And it, it prompted which was going to be our favorite sh- um, game show of the week. And it's going to be, you know, hashtag... Lost Trump stories.
3: All
0: right, congratulations. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, we should really pay homage to the man, the legend that is Donald Trump.
3: He's almost as prolific. In his adventures is Nancy,
0: absolutely, yep. absolutely. You know, he's a, he's a
4: close second. Careful with the careful with the, <laughs> the comparison.
0: So I think I think that you know uh, this man has been getting a bad rap. Even us on the show, we've been you know kind of bashing on him so and bashing. not realizing that the man is so prolific in so many ways. So you know, let's let's maybe pay a, a bit more uh, attention to what Donald Trump has done, like. Trump received the Purple Heart for not contacting an STD during the Vietnam War.
3: (laughs) Hashtag lost Trump history.
0: Anybody else has got some?
3: Well, apparently, Trump painted the Mona Lisa, but he decided to give it away because she
4: just wasn't his type.
0: (laughs) Hashtag lost Trump history.
4: How about Trump discovered windmill cancer, but doesn't consider himself
0: a doctor <laughs> lost lost trump trump history. History.
4: or
5: in 2019 astronomer donald trump discovered that the moon was a part of mars
2: hashtag
0: lost trump history <laughs> did you guys also know that trump helped wyatt Earp defeat the outlaws in tombstone but he doesn't <gasps> consider himself a sheriff hashtag so lost nice trump history
3: <laughs> and apparently trump was the first to summit mount everest But he was robbed of that distinction by some crooked person called Hillary. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, Trump
5: Trump (laughs) invented the airplane and made the first powered flight in 1903. And then dubbed the Wright brothers losers and total hacks. Oh, Hashtag lost Trump history.
4: How about Trump was the fifth Beatle and he called Paul McCartner a loser. And so he left. So not to you. <laughs> Hashtag lost Trump, Trump history.
0: history. Did you guys also know that Trump gave Ronald Reagan the courage to face Gorbachev oh when they God. met so they could tear down the Berlin Wall. But he doesn't consider himself a diplomat. Hashtag lost Trump history. Oh
3: my gosh. <laughs> Trump built Noah's Ark and made the Croatians pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) Trump history.
5: I almost believe that one.
4: Yeah.
5: Oh,
0: got some more.
4: Trump wanted White Star not to use cheap materials on the Titanic. They didn't listen, so he mounted a rescue. Hashtag
5: <laughs> Trump lost Trump flew the Revolutionary War airplanes while troops stormed the ramparts and carried Ben Franklin to loser France.
3: Oh my God. Hashtag lost Trump
0: history. And finally... Trump helped build the Great Wall of China, and it was a huge success at keeping the Mexicans out.
3: Unparalleled
4: Uh success. (laughs)
0: Well, thank you so much for playing our hashtag Lost Trump History Game. I hope you enjoyed that.
4: Yes, send send it. If you think of some, send them along.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We'll read them. You need some more? Just send them our way. We'll read them on the air. (laughs) Oh, that was awesome. (laughs) All right, back to seriousness.
4: Wait. We're when serious? are we
0: ever serious? Oh, fair enough.
4: <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. What is seriousness? Wait, wait. My dear Nancy, <laughs> we need Harry to be Potter's trained. Potter's My dear Nancy, <laughs> you, you got
0: to top ten for us this <laughs> time. I do. All right.
4: I do. This is this is kind of frivolous because this time of year, you kind of would like to curl up with a, something cold to drink and a nice uh, parasol shading you, mm. and um, you want to just be able to sit and read. And just not strain your mind Just do something interesting Learn something fun So here's a list of books that you may not be aware of To sit and read In your backyard Or the cottage Or between Um Podcasts. (laughs) Podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the first, and some of these are, are uh, you, you may not have heard of, they're not current books, all of them, but there's some that... Uh, summer
0: reading material. Yeah, Top 10 summer, summer reading, reading material. material.
4: Um, the first one is called Thunderstruck by an author whose name is Eric Larson. (laughs) Eric Larson Larson wrote a really good book about the um, World's Fair in Chicago, uh, I think the the late 1800s, and it it was The White City Murderer, and it was an excellent book. This one called Thunderstruck pulls together um, Marconi, who invented the radio, Mm -hmm. and a killer, supposed killer, in London called Holly Harvey Crippen, and his name has been um, pretty pretty uh, um, used in a lot of different kind of media mm-hmm. because he, the the case was so interesting. And basically what it was is that he was a cute, Crippen was a homeopath from the United States living in London, and he was accused of murdering his wife. And he took off with his lover before they could find anything in his home, and he took his lover with him um, on a ship headed for Quebec oh. and the captain kind of thought there was something suspicious because he's dressed his lover as his son <laughs> right there, there was a, That's and, and the, the reason Marconi comes into it is that um, th- this was an era where the first ship-to-shore communications were being used that were invented by oh, Marconi. Yeah, yeah, so the captain was able to notify the um, uh, Scotland uh, Scotland Yard, Yard mm-hmm. and Scotland Yard um, uh, inspector Dawes got on a ship that was faster. Then the one Crippen was on, and so when they got to Quebec, he was arrested. But this was the first, wow. yeah, first arrest in history that was used. This is like, you know, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, everybody, exactly. Yeah, everybody knew about it, and it was being uh, broadcast, you know, on land, but <laughs> Crippen never knew it. That's in, amazing. In it's a wonderful book. I haven't read it, but the author is terrific. It's called Thunderstruck. So that's, that's the first one. It's bizarre. The whole thing about Crippen is bizarre, especially when they discovered the body and who was actually the the who who that body was oh. that they discovered? Interesting. You have to read it and find out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is a book called Furious Hours Murder, Fraud, and the Last Trial of Harper Lee. I sense Ooh. a theme. Before murder Harper Mysteries. Lee did uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, yeah. she Ooh. tried to write a book that had to do with um, a murder uh, done by a Reverend Willie Maxwell. And he was accused of murdering five people for insurance purposes. Uh, uh, Purposes, and she tried to write this book because she was fascinated by it, but it never really got any place. So the book is uh, all about how these things came together and how what problems she had writing cool. uh, writing the book. Yeah, that's a cool one. Um, number three, Catch 22. Did anybody ever read Catch 22? I've heard of it. I haven't read it. It, <laughs> it was uh, George Clooney bought the anti-war allegory. It was written by Joseph. He- it is written by Joseph Heller, and the Catch 22. Um, has to do with with war and being able to declare yourself insane to get out of Mm -hmm. uh, the service and Mm -hmm. other things. So this is, the even though George Clooney uh, has the the rights to do um, six-episode series uh, series for Hulu, the book is amazing. It's very strange. There's a chapter on bone spurs. I
0: wonder if there's a chapter on bone spurs. It could be. Get yourself out of the military. I hear it works. There's
4: another hashtag Trump you know, <laughs> we want to turn into. Anyway, Catch-22. Um, it's been around, I think, 30, 35 years, maybe maybe a little, even more than mm-hmm. that, but certainly worth reading if you had not um, This is a kind of fun book. It's called The Lady from the Black Lagoon by huh. Mallory O'Meara, and it has to do with... Um, not the creature from the Black Lagoon who we all know, yeah, you yeah, know that course. story Went to school but this is the lady from the Black Lagoon who did the makeup and oh. it has to do with um what her what the special effects were like and what she had to go through and what the process was. So if you're so interested in how feet. those works.
0: Back then that makeup was absolutely phenomenal.
4: Yeah, yeah. So this has to do with sexism and Yeah. And, uh, mm. You can compare it to how it's changed to
3: nowadays. So yeah. not at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we've made we've made strides well, a few The lagoon that. might
0: not be as black as it used to be.
3: Exactly. It might have
0: been cleaned a bit. <laughs> there's uh, something. Yeah,
4: number five <laughs> he has is called, hair now <laughs> yeah number five is called your life is mine by Nathan Ripley and this has to do with uh, a famous cult cult leader who went on a shooting rampage in the 1990s hmm. and his daughter whose name is Blanche Potter um... Uh, tried hard to distract herself from that time, but then her mother is killed. She goes home. It has to do with a lot of thrillers. And mm-hmm. Nathan Ripley is a Canadian. Hmm. Um, oh, cool! This isn't based right.
0: on David Koresh, is it?
4: Yeah, actually, his real name is Nabin Rothbum. Okay, but he and he uses Nathan Ripley as a pseudonym. But but
0: the story is not based on the Waco. And the
4: no, no, this is a this is based on a, a Canadian. Um, guy whose last name was Potter.
2: Oh, okay. So, this has to do with.
4: Um... With how the daughter manages a, and her life after okay. that, that sounds like a
3: really interesting read.
4: Very mm-hmm. psychological. Yeah, response. really psychological. Number six is assassination vacation. <laughs> I <laughs> love Nancy, the title. It's I know. Your story. Yeah, I was thinking. Wait a minute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Nancy White story. <laughs> yeah.
4: Wait a minute. Did, did I give this person a, a permission <laughs> to to use my you know the title of my book that's coming out? <laughs> no. But this is a. Uh, the, the Sarah an American Life contributor and she goes into uh, the, the history of three presidential assassinations oh. William McKinley James Garfield and Abraham Lincoln and so she you know looks at looks at all of them um, and goes into some death and it's supposed to be really uh, really straightforward but there's a lot in there that is also believe it or didn't not anything, kind of irreverent didn't
0: she put anything wrote, about JFK there?
4: William uh, no, yeah, McKinley you,
0: the, uh Lincoln it's not
4: William McKinley before that William Garfield yeah, and Garfield, Lincoln and, all yeah. the earlier the earlier ones so yeah. But I like assassination vacation. Me. I mean, it's this kind a of good title. It's
5: got a nice ring
0: to it. it has, way, yeah,
4: I was going to say that could be maybe a theme. So we should get somebody to write them.
0: If you're climbing uh, on board a cruise ship, ship and you see Nancy climbing on board that ship, there's yeah, something afoot, there, a there guys. It's just to it's let it's you know. Assassination.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Number seven, Made, hard work, low pay, and a mother's will to survive. That's mm. a title uh, by Stephanie Land, and this is a, a true account of her tenure as a housekeeper, and it, uh, it gives a lot of light on um, how overworked people are and how mm-hmm. underpaid and all of the, the financial problems that that people have when they work an awful lot for people that can afford to pay them more and yet don't, and so how they, how they struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an interesting title, too. Number eight, Soul of an Octopus, by that si sounds Montgomery, amazing. And actually, this is about octopi or octopuses. Yay! And um, actually, believe it or not, many people consider them to be the most intelligent, mm-hmm. creative, and fascinating. They're oh, no. amazing. This is uh, written by a naturalist. Cy si Montgomery's a naturalist. And he actually got up close and personal with octopuses at Boston's New England Aquarium and in Polynesia. So a lot of science, but um, a lot of looking into mm-hmm. the, the mind of the octopus. They they can and problem phil- solve
3: like nothing else.
4: Philosophical questions about octopuses. So mm-hmm. anybody who Yeah, think in- of
3: that next time you eat on um, uh, Calamari, guys.
4: These little smart suckers.
3: Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> It sounds like it would be, you know, kind of an interesting, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially if you're into animal behavior, which, you know, a lot of people are. Okay, number nine, The Ghosts of Eden Park by Karen Abbott. This is um, in the early 1920s. The uh, guy who is the uh, protagonist is named George Remus. He had everything. He had a Mm -hmm. wife. He had everything. He had a uh, mansion. He had everything he wanted, and then he went into bootlegging, and then by, 90, by 1921, he owned 35% of the alcohol. He didn't drink, but he um, uh, hosted a lot of parties, and then there was a murder, and it gets really murky after that. But it's a strange but true story about George Remus and what happened and uh, the, the uh, alcohol um, and uh, all of the things that that went along with prohibition. So it's coming out in it's coming out this month. So if that's a book that you, I'm li- excited. Yeah, very good. Carrot <laughs> Abbott. I will
3: definitely take that a look at that one.
4: Okay, um, number ten. I'm going to give one bonus one that sounded really interesting. Um, but number ten is Theodore Roosevelt for the defense. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that Theodore Roosevelt was actually. Charged. Wait, seriously? Had to go under. Had had to had a trial. But in 1915, the Republican Party boss William Barnes accused Theodore Roosevelt of libel, and so in the Uh um, Dan Abrams and David Fisher weave the history of law into what is supposed to be a really delightful and compelling case. Who knew? Did he was he quite knew? the
0: character. So that'd be very interesting to see how he portrays. Yeah,
4: with Theodore, mm-hmm. Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah, that's the bull huge. moose. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is the last one. And it was way down the list, but I found it more interesting than than some of the ones that uh, that that didn't make the, the the top that didn't make the top 10. This is called Bad Blood. Secrets and Lies in a Silicon Valley Startup.
2: Ooh,
4: yeah. That this sounds is, so yeah, interesting. Yeah, this is an author whose name is John Carey, C-A-R-R-E-Y-R-O-U. Mm-hmm. And there was a biotech startup called Theranos. And it was really, you know, humming along. It seemed like it was too good to be true. What it, what it started up for was promising a state-of-the-art process to expedite and improve blood testing for hundreds of millions of people. Oh, but I think the, I've heard of this. Yeah, but the, the founder, whose name is Elizabeth oh, Holmes... Oh, I've totally heard of this. She's yeah, insane. She was the one.
3: She and is, that. like, lying about everything, but just, like, just so calm and collected because it's, it's really crazy when you watch her because she very much tried to emulate uh, Steve Jobs. Like, yeah. she'll wear the same kind of clothes and... And it's funny because she even she even fakes her voice like she puts on this really low kind of gravelly voice. But then there are some times in interviews where you're watching her and it'll like pop up to a really high, like higher voice, like a normal person. And you're like, what? Is going
2: on?
4: <laughs> oh, you're getting the book. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I've watched a documentary about her.
3: Oh,
4: mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that it really sounded fascinating. Yeah, it's it's really
3: cool. It's so very she's similar. A, she's a bit
0: of a psychopath.
3: Very yeah. much. It's very similar to what happened with Fire Festival. Mm. Um, uh, it's actually it's very similar. Mm. It's just how they can be super. They can lie about everything, but wow, people who. Can kind of the things that you look for in a person to tell if they're lying, such as nervousness, mm-hmm. like shifty like uh, uncomfortableness, like they just do not um, portray because they 're like creating another world while they 're talking, so they believe what they 're saying is true on a weird level it 's very interesting
0: it 's yeah. it's, it's fascinating to see how many psychopaths have come into success. Mm-hmm. Which almost makes you wonder, you know, is empathy really a... Uh Detriment to being successful.
4: Sometimes, yeah, and
0: you you know it kind of makes you wonder. You know, being too human makes you less successful. It, of it a very
3: much yeah. depends how you consider success. It, I totally, if, if you consider success money, then yes, yeah, one hundred percent. Absolutely agree with you. Psychopaths yeah. have a leg up. You're if you mani- consider manipulating your yeah. way to the top, you which, can't have any. of Which
0: is scary because that's the world we live in. <laughs> no,
3: if you consider success like a yeah. personal acceptance and like comfortable in your own skin then psychopaths do not have that have anyone with narcissism does not have that because narcissism, have you can't with, be happy with yourself I have
0: a relationship with Jesus does that work
4: no no <laughs>
3: no <it doesn't. laughs>
0: That so Kevin, what
4: what book are you looking forward to? What's your next read? Oh
0: my god, are you kidding? I'm still trying to go through the older list of yeah, everything. But
4: what's there. the next one? Well, I the list.
0: Uh, right now I'm going through uh, David Fishel, uh Mythicist, about Jesus. Or, uh, do you want to know? Jesus what, myth- what, myth- what, Mything in Action.
3: Do you want to know a book I would suggest everybody read if they haven't read it already, especially in our current political climate? Mm-hmm. 1984. Yeah. It yeah. will make you see the Donald Trump administration in such a different light and see his his little lies as so much more important as people portray them to be. Mm-hmm. And his mischaracterization of everything, it will make you see how much that leads to fascism.
0: Okay, perfect.
3: Kirsten, what's your next read?
5: My next read is, that I'm planning is Shadow Wars.
0: Whoop, whoop. Yes, of course, with David Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> but as much as I'd like to get into that, we're brilliant. way behind the schedule. So my Let's dear Kristen, you get <laughs> another I brilliant say. moment for us. I do. Perfect. Brought to you by religion.
5: So, Rochester Cathedral, England's second oldest cathedral, is trying to get more young people to enter their building. And how might you guess they are doing this? Just give a wild guess. How do you think they're doing it? Getting Coffee. more young people.
4: Uh, Twitter. Raise. I was going to say brute um, force, but
5: that—that <laughs> um, that was the old uh, way. They don't let's do that.
4: let
3: uh, Free food. No, that'll Rock for- and roll <gasps> party. Free internet. No, and no. Coffee. There. No. They're replacing.
5: <laughs> they're replacing the pews with a nine-hole miniature golf course, at least for what? a few weeks.
3: <laughs> okay, why don't you just replace your uncomfortable ass pews with something comfortable? for my Netflix generation.
0: (laughs) well, You you could do a nine-hole putter while he's doing a service. Just like a
3: (laughs) hole in
4: one for Jesus. Yeah, look at that.
5: The golf course will be there until September 1st, and each hole includes a small bridge as part of the ball's pathway. That's because the course was paid for by the Rochester Bridge Trust, though the church officials say it's a metaphor for how people need to form emotional and physical bridges. (laughs) <laughs>
0: okay, yeah, wow. you you hit the, you hit it between the guy's legs over there. Let's just oh.
5: <laughs> wow. But there are plenty of critics who see this as blasphemy. <laughs> of course, Reverend Rachel Phillips, or I probably am pronouncing that incorrectly. Potentially, maybe I don't know. You said okay. it was in the
0: UK, right? Yeah. Wow, oh, was it in Scotland? That's
5: Phillips. Well, no, Phillips, the first name. Rachel, yeah, that's Rachel. Yeah, Rachel. Anyways, Canon for Mission and Growth at Rochester Cathedral said, We hope that while playing adventure golf, visitors will reflect on the bridges that need to be built in their own lives and in our world today.
3: Yeah, like the bridges like logic and a vis- reason.
5: A visitor to the cathedral said, It's really nice for children to come here, be able to see the history of the cathedral and have fun. Just don't leave them alone
0: with a priest. So, exactly. Seems now, <laughs> seems though a true Christian now needs to know how to putt.
5: <laughs> <laughs> the Right Reverend Dr. Gavin Ashenden, Bishop of the Anglican Episcopal Epi- Episcopal Episcopal Episcopal. Church said, I'm afraid I think it's a really serious mistake, perhaps born of desperation.
3: No shit. Well, they hit, nail that, desperation. hit that
5: nail on the head. Mm-hmm. The idea that people are so trivial that they can almost be tricked into a search for God by entertaining them with a golf course to is a fair, serious category error. We
3: are pretty easily entertained sometimes.
5: are, <laughs> <Here. laughs> Of course it's a trick, but considering the other ways religions try to get you in the door innocent golf course is
0: hardly a bad trick. I'm just wondering, do they give you a different golf club depending on your, your tithe, right? If you give like 20 bucks, to give you a three iron?
3: No, these are for give... people that aren't ger- <laughs> in the church. They're trying to bring them in. Yeah, They're but, trying like, to lure them um, in with mini pot. Yeah.
0: yeah. I still think it would work better if they gave them a shake and bake coupon.
4: I don't know. What we <laughs> probably would. I mean, what would you rather do on Sundays? Sit and listen to a sermon or play miniature golf? Miniature golf, obviously. Yeah, but course. The is
0: every, every obstacle in there is going to have like some kind of Jesus thing. You know, but you could, just, Jesus you could just... Jesus riding the you dog. Know why they're awesome.
3: all bridges. No, no, no. All I just good. had the best idea. We could go off course and aim for Jesus' head. Yeah. It could like... Make off
0: Jesus' head.
3: Exactly. It could be the atheist version. Just yeah. don't aim for the, the
4: hole. Aim for the head. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. There's no logical way... Aim for to the leave. hole in the hands. There's absolutely no, no way... <laughs> No, no way to transition from golf to church to religion. It just—it makes no sense.
0: Well, you know, if you did that, maybe Tiger. Is great because maybe, maybe Tiger Woods could become a prophet. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I'm okay with that.
5: <laughs> What's weird is how they think people will come in to play the holes and then stick around for the damnation,
3: especially yeah. when they have such uncomfortable pews. Yeah, have you ever sat in one of those things? Yes,
0: yes, it
4: hurts. I it sat on
0: those for years.
4: Like God damn, I've done it once. A cushion. I've I think done- of what. Think of this as a movie. What would happen if overnight all the churches? Turned into playgrounds and, oh, and paintball miniature golf and oh, well, basketball the, and, and balls ice balls. skating. It, that's it. There was no more religion, only entertainment. Well, it, 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 would,
0: it, it would basically mean that it's not just a, a choir of boys that we get fondled. Oh, I mean, no. <laughs> oh. It'd be all the kids at that point.
3: No, oh. point. No. Oh, no, he, she's meaning like there's no religion at all involved. There's no bishops. There's no okay, priests. Okay, so you, you,
0: so you... It's you a take, bit like... You, you take
3: a mega church, you destroy it, you raise it to the ground, and you put an ice rink, or like a um, community center with a
4: basketball okay. court. It would
0: basically mean that finally your tax money is going to something nice. 100%.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it would make a great movie. I mean, it's just like overnight... That would be... <gasps> A great movie, actually. Yeah, a different Call kind of world. rapture.
0: <laughs> the rapture you weren't expecting.
3: Exactly. <laughs> Boy, wouldn't they be uh, surprised. That would be, could you imagine what would actually happen in a rapture? The world would suddenly get really, really nice. You know
0: what I want to do? I, I, I want to I buy hundreds of inflatable doll and fill them with helium and let them go and I see what the Christians think it's a rapture. Somebody
5: beat you to that one. <laughs> Wait, seriously? It's Someone happened. What? Somebody did that? There there have been Christians that have seen inflatable dolls and thought they were angels. <laughs> oh, my
2: <laughs> God.
0: All stupid right. people. All right. So let's take a quick pause and when we come back we'll be with Brent Lee of Unapologetics. <laughs>
3: to hear us mindly scream.
0: <laughs> so stay with us.
3: Who knows? He might have had a good, good childhood.
6: Hi, I'm God, and I just want to make sure to tell you not to listen to Unapologetics on Stitcher and SoundCloud. That's Unapologetics with an X at the end. But, uh, yeah, definitely do not listen to the show. I mean, I swear to me, I I will murder my son. Uh, Well, I mean, I kind of already did that, but uh, just don't listen to the show, Okay. Hey, Lucy. Can you not can you not call me that, okay? We already went over what
7: my name is, okay? It's Lucifer.
6: Alright, look, Luce. Uh, you wanna come with me? I'm gonna go fuck with this guy, Joe.
7: No, don't, don't do that, okay? Can you just
6: leave him alone? I'm gonna kill his family. No, don't, don't do that. I'm gonna give him sores all over his body. Don't, don't,
7: don't do that. That's disgusting.
6: I'm gonna kill all of his livestock. stop, stop saying things. Just stop. I'm gonna blame the whole thing on you. All right, let's go, bud. Remember, don't listen to unapologetics on Stitcher and Zalclaw. Hey definitely listen to that show. It's awesome. It's really cool. He's really a dick. I heard that.
0: Interested in a particular topic? You ever wonder where we find all this information? The
1: Common Sense Canadian is a forum for critical discussion of the key issues shaping our world today. Water, energy, food security, and how we manage our resources to the public benefit while preserving our environment. So go to commonsensecanadian.ca. It's uncommonly sensible. Whenever somebody seriously represents his belief that Elvis is still alive in a conversation, in, in, on a first date, at a lecture, at a job interview, mm-hmm. uh, he immediately pays a price. Yeah. Yeah. He pays a price in ill-concealed laughter. Right. Now, surely you can agree with that. That is a good thing. Now, now, then he could rattle on about this is not a scientific claim. Uh, This is a matter of faith. You know, when I look at you, I I see you might be Elvis. I mean, he, he he could do this.
0: Opportunity champion. He is one of the co hosts of Unapologetics, and the fact that Nikki keeps him at bay makes sure it just dignifies that she's a saint he's a snappy dresser and a snazzy dancer Bradley lee is back with us hey Brad, how you doing hello hey i actually am a snazzy uh
7: dresser now it's it's, it's all because of Nikki, though you know, you know what I, mean? I had to grow
0: up <laughs> you, you know you know no I,
3: more socks I'm, and sandals
0: <laughs> I know my, I like my dad did that one time i was so embarrassed
7: you know what? It was like the uh, the thrift store clothes all the way.
4: That's not... nice. No, I can I can go one better. My husband, bless his heart, used to wear shorts with socks and cowboy boots. Oh my ah! God! So oh, good socks Lord. and sandals are mm-hmm. you know That's a notch ahead in the Did fashion. You, was you
0: wearing with... the hat at least? Uh, occasionally, yeah. There we go. How tall were the socks?
4: <laughs> How tall were the How socks? Tall were the Knee socks? High. Uh, up, well, up to the top of the, the boots. Oh, so that oh, you know oh he was wearing them. You don't want chafing. <laughs> That's right. It's like
3: ha-
7: halfway to the kid in Big Daddy when he was being Frankenstein oh or whatever. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I used
0: to. I'm so. I'm so really bad at my clothing. I used to have a girlfriend. I used to label all my shirts with letters and all my pants with numbers. And, you know, when somebody would ask me, what are you wearing? I said, I don't know, B12? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> back Perfect. On Five try. points for me. Brent! <laughs> yes, <laughs> you, sir. You're a returning champion on the show, and we love having you, of course, but maybe some of our listeners did not catch you, so maybe you'd be so kind to give us a quick bio as to who you are and what is Unapologetics.
7: Uh, so Unapologetics is a show that me and uh, my girlfriend Nikki do um we've been together a while she w- really um i became an atheist two years ago she didn't become an atheist until about well a little a little under two years ago it took it took some she did the show even though she wasn't an atheist but um she enjoyed all the content and uh but uh we you know we just talk about basically uh just all sorts of you know humanist stuff we're very far left we uh you know i i myself am an ex-homeschooled, uh, heavily indoctrinated Christian um, that stuck with that and then went super like right wing for a while and, uh, you know, met Nikki who was awesome and brought me over to understanding how other people's experiences are. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you know how important that is to understand. <laughs> Perfect. Well, but, speaking, uh, yeah.
0: speaking speaking of uh, being uh, indoctrinated in uh, home school, well, we kind of have our, the same thing right here with our our uh, little pet me. project, Christina. <laughs> oh, so, I guess up. I guess I should ask both of you guys, you know, how would you describe that? You know, home I you know, know it's a, it's a broad thing, how? but okay. <laughs> that was easy. Thank you for coming, Brent. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. <laughs> that answers everything. The,
3: it's interesting because for me personally, I have a very different look now versus when I was in it.
0: Okay. Well, uh, let's start maybe from the very basic. Your family, what what denomination were they from?
3: Um, Well, we went to a Mennonite church. Okay. Mennonite. But I wouldn't classify the them as that? Mennonite.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like... A, Wait, you
3: guys don't know what Mennonite, Mennonite is?
0: Mennonite is pretty close to yeah. Amish.
3: No... Well, what? exactly, but no. we weren't like crazy Mennonite because Mennonites like you have to wear the long skirts. Yeah, and because oh. my my parents before I was born were actually in a cult. Yeah, the Probably. long distance cult, <laughs> but it was a homeschooling cult. I totally forget what it's called, okay. but it's it's super popular <laughs> in the states.
0: Okay, really? Okay, she yeah. book about you. And how about you, Brent? Uh,
7: I was uh, I was raised uh, a non denominational Christian, uh, which doesn't sound. I mean. And I don't even know if we adopt uh, adopt because it was like we got into the Calvary Chapel movement, but that seemed to, I was th- that's like after I was uh, already in uh, homeschooling and everything, and we went okay. to a Wesleyan church for a bit, but we were very uh, evangelical. That mm-hmm. that's the best, really. Term for it really, it's like super and it was very similar to what she was saying about the long skirts and I mean, I mean we were yeah. homeschool, and it's like that was all the other families and stuff.
0: You can you can tell because you see around here, especially when you go around the Chilliwack area, you can tell some of the uh, older women, senior women, and they have they still have the long flowing uh, skirt, and they still have a, a kind of almost like a yakima
3: Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Like the weird yeah. hat, hat
0: thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then A lot, of them, a lot of them will cover their hair and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So. You like, can like, tell. Really popular hundred and fifty years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like it was very fashionable hundred years ago. Very fashionable.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, so um, I, 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 okay, we'll start with ladies first, I guess. Christina. Oh, yep. yeah. oh, fuck. I'm oh, lady. Oh, Brent, Brent <laughs> just Sorry. fell off his chair. <laughs> but briefly, because I know how far you can go. <laughs> okay. Give us the impression of what it was like as a child being raised.
3: Um, okay, so I actually went to kindergarten. In school,
0: okay. That's where
3: we met. Yeah. That's actually where Kirsten and I met. It was in kindergarten, Child and it was lines. it was a really small country school. So there was like a hundred people. It was very small, but um, I don't know why. But after that, my parents decided to bring us back to homeschooling because before that, all my siblings had been. home. It was like just randomly one year mm-hmm. that very, all of us went to school. It was, and then because we were homeschooled, <laughs> then we went to school. For a year. And then we were all homeschooled. Again. And what number child are you? Oh, I am the 11th child.
0: <laughs> okay. What? In
3: my family. <laughs> no.
0: That, that can't be. I guess what? that is
3: an important thing to say. Yeah, they don't really that,
0: have these not. big
5: families anymore.
3: Yeah. I am a, the youngest of 11.
5: <laughs> oh my! <laughs> last one was far. twins.
3: Yeah. So this actually is a really important thing for my homeschooling experience. Because when starting grade one, when I was pulled out of school, we were feral I guess. (laughs) I (laughs) would agree with that. It was, my parents are not structured. They are very disorganized. My mother's borderline hoarder. um, And my dad was a workaholic. So we were released into our lives where... Maybe ten minutes we could be riled to do homework oh, so no. we were and and what the, what we would do is we would sit there nicely until our mom went to help someone else and then we'd ditch. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you guys go sit right the by the door? Yeah, we sat right by our sliding door.
0: Things haven't changed, really, because we still keep at bay with a whip and a exactly. chair. You know,
3: um, <laughs> And, but the nice, the really nice thing with how my schooling went is that on the same property, there were two houses, and my my grandmother mm-hmm. was in the other house, and she was actually a retired school teacher. Oh. <laughs> she taught my mother. Yeah, she did, actually. <laughs> Small community. Um, wow, okay. So... Uh- Occasionally, didn't happen often, but we would um, go and she would help us with schooling. The schooling that I remember actually, like, that actually stuck with me was schooling that she taught me. Mm, makes because sense. Um, she and my aunt also lived with her. And I consider my aunt my mother because she's the one that did the nurturing and the stability. Um, so any like normal life we got with them. But we any other time schooling was almost non-existent because then in grade when i was seven my dad had two strokes and a seizure so all the parenting was then left to my mom because my dad was basically just an overgrown child which was annoying who could only use half his body
2: <laughs>
3: um and so then after a year of that my mom decided she couldn't school us all again Which she was never schooling us anyways. (laughs) So (laughs) she just realized she needed us out of the house. So then starting grade five, I was actually back in the school system, which saved my life. Because I went to grade five, not knowing how to spell what, where, when.
5: I remember this. Her spelling was atrocious. It's still
3: really bad. It's way better now. I I could barely read. I sitting at a desk all day was a not good. I was not good at socializing with other people because we lived in the country and we weren't allowed to leave our property unless it was church.
0: Brent, what you might not know, she was actually wearing a shock collar
3: exactly. for the longest time. No. As soon as she went off
0: the property line, she was just be zapped yeah. right back in. That explains I'd be convinced so After things. all that, I'd
7: be convinced of that. I'd be, yeah. I'd, you know, I wouldn't even question it. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, so
3: for course, me, course a shock
7: collar? Yes.
3: <laughs> going to school, um, grade five, I was in school from grade five to grade nine. Mm hmm. And then in grade ten, I actually decided to go back to homeschooling. Stupidest decision, um, because also my home my home growing up was a very abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, every single kind of abuse possible happened in my house.
0: Okay, well, mm-hmm. don't don't deal, deal into that right away because we gotta let Brent.
3: Oh no, no, no! But but, but it, it explains because. But I'm not done with my homeschooling. No, no, no. Because this is just grade uh, 10. Just don't don't open too many cans of worms. I'm just trying to explain. Because when I I was... After being in the school system for so long, I experienced normal, healthy people. Then I was homeschooled in grade 10. So I was cut off from all my friends. Mm -hmm. I was cut off from everything. And I was just home. With my abusive Mm -hmm. family. (laughs) And so I deteriorated really fast. Um, And then I... Got the opportunity to move in with or spend the summer with a cousin of mine in the Okanagan, which is about a five hour is away from where I am currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized, oh, there's normal people again. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then I went back to school for half of grade 11. And then I deteriorated again mentally and I actually dropped out of school. And then I was homeschooled again. And I eventually did graduate after I graduated college. <laughs> Randomly. Um, but yeah, that was my homeschooling journey.
0: <laughs> okay.
7: That's impressive, though. You went to college, though. That's I good. did that, before that, that's...
3: I finished high school. <laughs>
7: That's impressive, honestly. Yeah. That that's really cool. I didn't. You know. Anyway, it was Clown College.
3: <laughs> yeah. So so now I I'm really fascinated to hear what your yes homeschooling experience was.
0: I think Brad just said, "Well, oh, you know what? My homeschool is kind of normal now." <laughs> yeah, not that cool. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> no. All right, your turn, Brad. Ex- explain to us your miserable childhood.
7: Yeah. Well. Um. So. Yeah. I was completely raised uh, homeschooling. I. I did. Uh, I think I did one year. I did do kindergarten, and I want to say like third. It was like some off, uh, uh year. And I did. Uh, it was at a Christian school
2: though. Oh, okay. Uh,
7: very heavily like, like serious. Like their teachers have been known for getting fired for seeing PG thirteen
3: movies.
7: <laughs> so oh wow! I was in the, wow. I,
3: <laughs> so I take yeah, it evolution it, was not in the course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: It's, it's like, don't well, no, like no, a, a people serious,
0: watching. It's a serious <laughs> question because there's a lot of religious schools that are Catholic schools, right? You mm-hmm. could have gone to a Catholic school. Oh, right, and Catholics do actually
3: accept They do accept evolution,
0: evolution yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, yeah surprisingly. Weird.
3: I know. I know, oh and God. apparently
0: they're the crazy ones. I
3: know.
7: Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's funny. Yeah, and, and, and I remember like most of the science that I took, um, was actually just that was it with the science courses that I took was just here's why science is wrong. Oh
3: my gosh, me uh, too. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I grew up on Kent Hovind.
0: Oh God, I feel like what? we're we're having a bonding yeah. moment between Brent and Christina here.
3: Yeah.
7: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I brought my, I got my, uh, actually my my book. I got, my, I found my science book, and uh, yeah, you had a science <laughs> so a, book.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah i still got some of my books from high school we didn't
3: even have books <laughs>
0: they, they were reading chicken entrails and stuff like that oh, this no. was a while ago i don't know <laughs> I all don't right know. so keep going with your journey there buddy but um
7: no yeah it was mostly learning uh, about like first of all like yeah for that science is is wrong and then the rest of it seemed to be all a uh a bubble like it was just trying to keep me inside like i didn't you know, and it was weird because I'm such a social person mm-hmm. and I, I just, I, you know, I feel like I need to, like, talk to other people and just hang out and stuff. That's partially why I do the show because I wanted to communicate, like, uh, you know, uh, connect with other people in the community and stuff. And uh, yeah, I just, I feel like I, I need to do that. And it's weird because, like, when I was homeschooled, I remember having that need and, like, wanting to talk to other people. And I do it, you know, when we went to, uh, we had all these weird uh, functions that the the school the the it was like a school group it wasn't it wasn't a i actually have the website pulled up but it's 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 a uh homeschool group that kind of basically says you can teach your kid whatever the fuck you want uh we're just here to make sure that the government allows you your kids to pass basically (laughs) you know and so we can get you a diploma and stuff like that you know through this uh program and stuff and i remember going to the functions And the people there were just – I would, like, go try to, you know, hang out with them and have fun with them and stuff. And they just – it was like we were all terrified of everything, you know. And they were just, like, complete – and I just wanted to hang out and talk to them. And they were just totally scared of me. And they were scared of each other. And it was because a lot of the rules that – because these were homeschool families from all different uh, walks and stuff, right. So they eat, but it was all very rigid. But they all had very different – uh, I guess expectations for what is okay in their family, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's all very like my family is this way, and so they would only have kids over to their house because they can kind of control the environment, and they wouldn't ever let their kids go to other people's houses. Yeah. If that makes sense. Was you know like
0: sorry, I was about to ask. Uh, oh, do, go ahead. Do, <laughs> do you recall the school? And I, and I could go for Christina as well. Uh, when you guys were were homeschooled, you, do you recall. Um, people actively trying to impress that you shouldn't hang with the other kids or was this just a, a, like a normal side effect?
7: It was, I mean, it was. It was like they kinda, they tried to keep mm-hmm. them almost it, apart because they were scared that somebody might influence mm-hmm. their kid I, negatively, very... even within the homeschool group.
4: Mm-hmm. For, when, when you were homeschooled, you were talking about the government a little bit ago did you have to take any basic tests from I, I forget where you grew up but did you have to take any basic tests to show that you were educated that you could spell and that you knew you know with basic facts that were taught in the in the public schools
7: no no not really no we we, we took the sats at the end but that was all for just uh um uh, it was required, or whatever, but and we had to take the so we had to get at least up to stuff. But the SATs, like you, that just scores like how smart you are. It doesn't like really put you on like, oh, this is this this person is like uh doing well in school or this person has been educated by the public school system. It doesn't really govern that at all. It mm-hmm. just says like whether or not you can go into a college and stuff. And here's right. where you're at. You know what I mean? Like as far as. And we always scored very low on the SATs. In <laughs> fact, they let us retake them several times. I think I retook it like five times. Seriously, wow! What did
4: you did you did you have to finally did you have to go to any class that would help you take the SAT that would train you how to t- how to take it, or did you just keep doing it until you finally passed?
7: Actually, uh, uh, there was this um, curriculum called Abeka, and it was a Christian curriculum. And they actually had SAT prep courses yeah, so. to, to, to take, you know, and it was, you know, it's just like one of those books where you can fill it out as you go and stuff like that. So it's almost I mean, like I, an I did open take book one test. of those. So it was almost like an open book test, essentially. Basically, yeah, it almost was. I mean, by the end, it would seem, seem like, you know, after I took the test for like, you know, a couple different times and stuff, and they had to, the, they got like approval to be able to do that and stuff, you know, basically, you know, oh, if the kids don't pass, you know, it's harder for them because, you know, they're not they're not learning from like a regular curriculum you know because if you don't learn the right information you can't you can't fucking how are you supposed to take the sats mm-hmm. so, so you know
0: yeah. it's amazing it seems amazing to me that the only thing, the thing they focus on is you passing i mean you see that today in the in the work environment you know they say okay you need your your forklift ticket and they'll say right. okay you need you need to do this 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 just okay the answers are abc and you know just just get just get it done so he can give you the ticket so you can get it back to work. It seems right. to have the same kind of thing here, but, you know, they don't really c- care to see that the kids hasn't actually learned anything. It's just, just pass the test so we can give the government all yeah. their back. Yeah.
7: yeah, it's like an OSHA test when you're at yeah. a, a, a company or something, you know? And, and they're like, hey, look, we just got to make sure everybody passes. I don't give a shit. Yeah, okay? yeah, exactly. Just well, sign Christina- the form and say they passed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of thing.
4: Christina, you were saying that you got your high school diploma what did you what did you have to do to get your diploma was the bc government a um well provincial, my, you know involved at all
3: for the first part of grade 11 i was in school so that's where i got my there was like a social was it social studies there was one that you needed grade
5: 11 was the social studies provincial exam yeah, so
3: i thankfully was in an amazing class in school for that otherwise you had I cheater ne- didn't I had you cheater <laughs> otherwise i never would have passed that um But I, my homeschooling in my later years was through a, um, a distance learning course. Really? So I had actual teachers that I could communicate with. So it wasn't like a home-based. What was
0: it like, online?
3: Yeah, it was, it was like online school. Hmm. Um, so thankfully, unlike my younger years, I, if I had an issue, I could contact a professional (laughs) and be like, okay, (laughs) what does this mean? Um... (laughs) But all the tests, I would go to a, an actual high, high school, mm-hmm. and uh, someone would like make sure I didn't cheat. Um, so I would just take the normal tests people in school would take.
0: For somebody who hasn't been going through the environment of a high school, going to that building just to take a test must be somewhat intimidating.
3: Um, I could imagine, cause, because I did spend some time in school, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't crazy for me. But I can just imagine, especially if you're in a homeschool environment where you're, I, from my experience growing up when I was younger in a homeschooling environment, it was very sheltered and like the world is scary. Mm. So I could imagine then going to a populated place, especially when you're not socialized. And you're just like, these people, there are so many people. What is this? It would be terrifying. Okay, so
0: let's open that bracket there. Uh, yeah. you, both of you guys are basically saying you're sheltered, and yeah. they're, they're encouraging you to be afraid of. What exactly are they telling you to be afraid of? <laughs> Well for me it was like right in the
7: middle of the satanic panic. So Oh man You know Dude. Was...
5: I think I couldn't watch
7: Ghostbusters cartoon. For fuck the movie. I couldn't watch the fucking cartoon. Really?
6: <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, Thank god.
3: Yeah. I got Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah. What? I my parents are massive conspiracy theorists as well. So I was raised with uh, Alex Jones, constantly.
0: It, 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 it's so shocking because, you know, my first reaction is if I was to hear these two stories independently, I would have said Christina was the American. I know, right? Right. <laughs> right? I, I, I mean, her story seems almost like way worse than Brent's. And you would say, no, Brent had to be living well, in Canada. there, we don't there have are bad Canadians. There appear.
3: are bad Canadians, too. Apparently,
0: yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. How, how about
0: you, Brent? What were they telling you to be specifically? Give me an example where they're saying, you know, the, the satanic panic. Yeah, we know that, absolutely. Well, although, Yeah. Give a few examples. Of that, but was that the only thing?
7: I mean, it was it was all things related to that. So anything like because I, I, you know, I mean, it's a kid. You know what I mean? And, and you're told first of all, you're told that these things are real. Yes. So you know, and you're told that magic is real. So you're you're, you're also I mean, soon you're when you hear about something that's like a, a witchcraft or whatever you know, you're told that's real, you know? And so you, that's kind of fascinating a little bit. You know what I mean? You're kind of like, oh, really? I can do, like, actually mm-hmm. cool shit and not just speak nonsense for no reason? Like, I can <laughs> actually... <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I, I you know. remember thinking that... Um, speaking in tongues was real. Yeah. I can remember thinking that I was actually like channeling like angels and shit. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, god! I oh. would do it
3: all the time, and like, yeah, it, it was a weird mindset.
0: Oh god! Yeah, because no. I paid money to see that. I, uh, think.
3: I could probably still do it, but I'm not doing it right no, now. No, no, no! Don't. <laughs> so, so, Brent,
4: You actually graduated high school being homeschool. There wasn't a period where you actually physically attended class know in, in a public school
7: no no yeah I I, I took my GED I, I could have if I would have like stayed with it but I, my parents like held me back a year so like I would have been like oh like 19 when I graduated so I was like you know what let me just I'm done with this let me just mm-hmm. take my GED and be done yeah
4: that's so know. now being homeschooled and going through all of this and now you've got your diploma and you're out finding a job in the real world, how was that transition where you went from being homeschooled to being with people who had education through the public schools?
7: Good question. Well, uh, both my brothers were younger than me, and I didn't move out until I was 28. And they both did. Oh. <laughs>
3: you know?
7: So I was terrified of the world, honestly.
3: I understand that feeling on such a deep level.
7: <laughs> when, it was when terrifying. You, so,
4: when was there a point when you went to apply for a job and you had to fill out an application that asked you about your schooling? Was that ever a problem? Uh,
7: it, it actually wasn't. Uh, believe it or not, it's weird. Like uh, people in Florida are actually pretty pro homeschool. <laughs> like, I just put that in big letters: homeschooled. Okay. <laughs> Uh, with big, with crayon,
4: you yeah. know, so you never had a, an employer question you or turn you down because he felt that your education would be lacking and c- according to what you were supposed to perform on the job.
7: Um, no, but I never really had high skilled jobs. So, okay. <laughs> no, I
4: mean, after high school.
7: Yeah, no. After high school, still no, no skills. That's... Do Do
4: you
3: feel that by being homeschooled, you lost something that what is fundamental to so many other people that did go to a brick and mortar school?
7: Oh yeah, because uh, both my brothers uh, they they did go to public school. I think my parents were Bloody like, bastards. "Dude, this sucks," <laughs> and put my two younger brothers in school, and they both graduated with AA degrees. Oh, like that's they were so able wow. to take their uh, college uh, courses as mm. they were going through high school. Yeah. Well, it's when you, it's when
3: almost you, like high school is better. When, you, yeah, when you're good. saying
0: AA degrees, you mean alcoholic anonymous here?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm just
0: want to be sure. Oh. Yeah. No, I hear no, that. No. They, have, they have that course in Florida. <laughs> so, so I went, I, I, let's let's go back there because both of you guys are, are homeschooled. Uh, did you guys notice a difference, maybe not at the time, but when you look back now, on your social development. (gasps) I mean, mean, were you, like, much more naive than the average person your age? Or, you know, uh, do you feel that you were impacted, like, a lot?
3: Um, I personally wouldn't say I was more naive, but I know, because I have a really interesting position where I was homeschooled for half of my schooling and Mm -hmm. went in school for the other half, I know that being homeschooled it i didn't know social interactions because i was in such a bubble with just my family and an abusive environment so i would go with other people and be like what is happening right now Mm. like what do i do what what i what
0: (laughs) Was, was it difficult to pick up on social cues like body language and stuff like that
3: um no. Picking up on body language is actually something that was never an issue, but it was interpreting that body language. Oh, okay. It Good. was because mm-hmm. my formative years, I was in an environment where certain body language meant one thing, but then I went to school where that same body language meant something else. Mm-hmm. So, and I didn't actually realize that was an issue until I was an adult, Where I would be like, oh my gosh, she just sighed. (gasps) Oh no, what's happening? (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
0: I agree with that. <laughs> uh, I'll ask the same question to Brett, but I'll also add, add to that: Do you feel that sometimes you missed out on, um, like every generation gets some some slang, some some way of some way of wording things? You know, uh, for example, I don't know <laughs> you if you were a child of the, the if you're, oh no. if you were a child no, no. in no, no. the '80s, you might say, say something I'm like bad. "Hey, radical" or something like that, right? I'm really dating myself here. Uh, do you feel <laughs> that you maybe maybe you miss on some of that? You know, but you're, you're talking to kids your age, all of a sudden you realize and they're using slang that you have no idea what it means.
3: Mm. I'm actually gonna interrupt you, not necessarily slang, but I would actually more go in cult- Euphemism? Yeah, well like for me it's like um uh, uh certain snacks that were there were like premium in elementary school fruit roll ups like fruit roll ups like for kids my age, like we know what that is. Or like the, like the, the colored pens. And like stuff like that where you joke about it with people your age and everybody immediately understands okay. what you're talking so, about.
0: So when the kids are saying, yeah,
3: All right, we got some sunny Ds Exactly and you say, Cool
0: and you have no idea what sunny D is exactly. you're thinking oh, maybe the sun's outside. Yeah. What about you, Brent?
4: Yeah, that's, that's what I was gonna ask, whether you were listening to conversations that were like people from another planet because there you are and and how do you deal with knowing that you don't know what they're doing? Do you ask questions or do you just Kind of nod along. Try to keep from being embarrassed and smile and get through it.
7: Well, I I, I did actually with the slang and stuff. Honestly, I I did listen to or I did. I was actually allowed to watch Ninja Turtle. So most of my social cues came from Michelangelo. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he, uh, you know, I identified with him a lot.
4: <laughs> yeah. But did Were nice. you able to go to other kids' houses or sneak off to the library where you had, you know, some, some books to read that were, uh, you know, normal for everybody else?
7: No, 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 I really didn't. Um, I, I had some neighborhood friends and stuff that I, that I hung out with, but I'm pretty sure that my family made it very clear to them that they couldn't, uh, you know, they couldn't influence me on anything that was not our beliefs. You know what I mean? Well, I,
0: um, I, I want to go back on the, the, the whole fear thing because I think we, we we really, you know, we dealt about it, you know, the satanic panic and all that, but can you guys give me a couple of, ex- like, real examples of what you guys thought? I mean, did you actually think there were, like, wizards out there trying to sp- cast spells on you there, or et cetera?
3: So I'm going to just jump in here because there, there's, whole growing up, yeah. I 100% believed that Christianity was real. Everything about it because I was also raised fundamentalist. So I was like, yeah, the earth is 6,000 years old, of course it is. And right. like <laughs> demons and angels are real. Of course they are. Hell is real. Heaven is real. So I can remember, and this is even actually after I was back in school. I can remember I had a I had a friend die. Um, when I was 12 Mm -hmm. and I can remember being absolutely petrified that he was in hell. Yeah. And I would, I remember spending lots of time just being like, oh my gosh, he's in hell. He's in hell. And I, that was like a massive, like weight on my little 12 year old self. And like, I can actually remember when I became Christian, or became atheist. I'm like, oh, well, okay, that solves that problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. I to see you were a while. What about oh, you, Brent? Yeah. Well, what what specific fears did you have as a child that were kind of uh, imposed upon you? Well, like what I actually, I was
7: definitely fearful of like uh, any type of. Um, just anything in the outer world because I just felt like it was just so because the way they built it up, they made it like the the outer world, like mm-hmm. the the, the world that secular outside. music. Yeah, yeah. We were I never allowed to even, listen like, to
3: secular music. All you had yeah, was Christmas like, music. Secular music <laughs>
7: was terrible. You're not allowed to listen to yeah. it, even if it's benign. Like it just doesn't even it doesn't even matter. You know I mean? Or it's like you know. Um, but the uh the one thing that like really hit me like as far as like the. Interactions with other people, that I want like I was so easily lied to.
4: Oh my you know, gosh, And yeah.
7: I, I was convinced of anything. You know what I mean? So people you, tell so me you like, were, crazy, you were naive. stupid stories, and I was like, really? Holy shit! I can't <laughs> believe that that happened to you. I can't believe that. Oh, a hand came out of the Ouija board and smacked your <laughs> face into it. You know, grabbed your face and pulled it into the board. That, that's so. Crazy. That's really interesting. <laughs> like,
3: I, I know from my experience, like that actually wasn't a massive part of like. I can remember being a kid in kindergarten being like Santa's not real? What are you talking about?
2: Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and like I, I never I was I was gullible for the small things, but I I never really fell for like bigger things, I guess. Except hmm. for religion, of course. But like I, right.
2: I can it's, remember like people being, oh, Mary.
3: I saw like Bloody Mary and it's like, no, you didn't. You're you're an idiot. Like no,
0: that's, that's, that's I find that very um, interesting because I, I was I'm I'm halfway between you you two obviously mm-hmm. uh, because like uh, Kirsten and Nancy were pretty much raised secular and I was raised Catholic so I remember mm-hmm. you know believing in hell and believing in demons. Uh, you know, I, I remember even as a kid that I thought that I, I could naively pray if I prayed enough for people mm-hmm. in hell they would like climb to purgatory. Well,
3: I 100. percent And if I
0: claimed for prayed for people in purgatory, they would be moved to heaven. You know, like a bonus, yep, totally. <laughs> a bonus step. <laughs> that, that was my naive young young mind. But at the same time, I also recall my parents warning me about satanic cults and the satanic panic and all that, and me just rolling my eyes at them too. But you guys, this was a real threat mm. for, you, for you in your world.
3: Well, it's actually interesting because the satanic panic didn't really touch my household.
0: No, it was um, before your time.
3: Because, Well, I think it also was oh, yeah. influenced sure. by, with having so many siblings, I had adult siblings living in my house. So, and, and, so, and this is a weird conundrum that m- my family experienced because they were super religious but then at the same time we were watching Resident Evil and CSI yeah. and like
0: wow oh my god that's a weird and, cognitive dissonance Well
3: yeah so and so yeah. I grew up like watching really violent movies where like but then I was also like don't listen to secular music so it's like what <laughs> And like l- totally l- let's all sit around and listen to focus on the family <laughs> <laughs> so so it was a very, very weird... Is
0: that is that just your parents' hypocrisy? They just didn't like to watch those shows, but they didn't want you to watch it.
3: Well, it was actually it wasn't my parents. It was my, my older brother. No. I had an older brother that lived in the home, and he was very... He had a lot of issues. <laughs> a lot of issues. And he was the one that would bring all these movies in the house, and they just couldn't deal with him. Ugh. so like they basically let him get away with everything.
2: Oh, man.
3: And he was also very abusive as well, so it was it was it was and then also like cuz my dad was basically not a parent, so he wasn't able to control any of the situation. His 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 method of control was just throwing things at you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, wow. To be
3: like, don't do that. We'll yeah. Throw it at you. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I I you Jeez. know, I was watching a video the other day and it, it happened to be a homeschool child and the parents are there and, and the I think it was from CNN, and, and the the reporter is asking, you know, some very, very, very basic. basic questions. And extremely basic, you know. And we were talking about this this kid is this kid is probably like uh nine, ten years old, right? So, uh, uh, the reporter asked her at some point, you know, some very basic math questions like five times five mm-hmm. you know something that a, a kid that age should be able to answer very quickly and naturally and that kid could not answer f- to save her life
3: yeah I didn't know math either.
0: and then then the parent jumped in and basically said you know no no we 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 discussed Jesus a lot <gasps> and he, I'm, I'm just wondering was that your experience as well You know if, 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 if was that you as well you know if some if some reporter would have come to you and said you know Brent five times five when you were ten would you have you know, I had to say, uh, 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 until, or would you be actually be able to answer a question?
7: I, I yeah, I probably would have struggled with that. Math was the, the okay, toughest well, one, even if it's not uh, math, a simple question five of times history, five is or,
0: pretty easy. I don't know, <laughs> yeah, but a, a simple question of history or, or geography or <laughs> so, something like that, yeah. It was no, all yeah, for like, especially
7: yeah. geography, I, it, I yeah. Really, like I if,
3: if someone had been like, hey, point to India.
0: Mm.
7: Yeah like, no yeah what? I, I would suck I still yeah. would suck at that I I don't think I could do that I, I think right most now. Americans
0: are <laughs> really today. yeah, yeah it's Americans that's are, are real hard now.
4: so so Brent at what point did you if if at all when did you start to learn on your own some of the things that you missed in the in homeschooling
7: well honestly it was it was like just recently really because I kind of just. I put edu- I, 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 the way that we, the the way that Christianity and religion kind of works is that it it makes you start out broken yeah. yes. and the, and the, the problematic uh, aspect of that is that you kind of accept it yeah. after a while. You yes. kind of just say, okay, I can't do that. And you just don't, you know what I mean? You just don't even try because you're like, dude, I, I can't do that. And I'm just not smart enough to do that because I'm broken. You know, I'm just not mm. made to be able to do that. You know, and and you kind of just you know go through life that way until it's almost forced upon you. But the fact that you know, uh, you know, when I finally became an atheist about two years ago, yeah, I started thinking like a lot. It was really it almost gave me a headache for like mm-hmm. the first month and a half that I was an atheist because I was just thinking and learning so mm-hmm. much. Totally, and you know, and it <laughs> yeah. was just like my mind is a vacuum. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just taking in so much because I wouldn't allow it. I wouldn't allow any any. Information into my head that uh, wasn't already part of the system that I had decided was right for me. You know what I, I mean?
3: I know for myself, before I became an atheist, it was almost like anything that is against your belief system is from the devil. It's the right. devil trying to trick you. It's the devil with his scientists and the people, like everyone just doesn't understand. They're being tricked because they went to school. <laughs>
7: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah at school is this this like mind control thing. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize that you were in the mind control thing and the school is just teaching you how to fucking think. Yeah. You know, and you're like, "Oh no, that's the mind control over here." And it's like and they do that. They play they they flip everything. You know, it's like it's the way they they do it. They may oh no, that's brain and that's mind control. Mm -hmm. But yet, I've heard like my mom say, oh, I had to wash my mind with the the word of God. It's like really, you just said the words, wash my mind. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Yeah. flip
3: it around, brain brain wash.
2: Yeah,
0: I I find the the more the longer I am, I am an atheist. The more I find these words really, really creepy, especially when they say something, bathe in the blood of Christ. It's like ah. That's, like, that's total cult words right there. It's like God. That's yeah. a horrible image. Bathe <laughs> in the blood. This is supposed to save you.
3: So like, I, geez, I am. Su- I'm blood. super curious because um, wow. I know for myself when I, um, so even when I was in school, I still had those beliefs like science is evil, and like I still was in that mind frame. And also at home, I was still listening to Alex Jones, and oh, I was, I know.
0: I got into I, him for a while too. It's, I, it's amazing you guys made it this far. I know. And
3: I know. I was still like obsessed with Kent Hovind. I was. I and I would. I was still in that mind frame, even though I was in school. And when I then became an atheist and realized, oh my gosh, I know nothing. And then through starting to learn more, I realized that I absolutely love science and I love biology and evolution. So I'm curious if. After you realize that there's so much more information that you just didn't have access to, has there been anything that you've really found yourself loving that you never had the chance to even realize you loved as a child and in homeschooling?
0: That's a good question. Or, or is he still swayed? Does he still think of himself as unworthy and unteachable? Yeah. Right.
7: No. I. Yeah. And I, I, I actually, I honestly, now I love uh, more than anything. And I think I realized this while I was still a Christian, but I was going through my, you know, smoking pot bunch yeah. phase. <laughs> philosophy. I love oh, philosophy. Really. Nice. Like your last episode was awesome. <laughs> I love that stuff. I love. Just talking about shit that just makes you think for mm-hmm. no reason. Yeah.
3: See, mine's psychology. Uh, I'm obsessed with psychology. Yes, you are. Ooh,
7: psychology's great too. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. My, <laughs> like, and
3: oh, that—that's just... another fascinating thing. I'm just going to jump onto this for a second. <laughs> Coming from such a interestingly broken background that I do, my brain it. is such a plaything of psychology. It's been fascinating <laughs> to oh, to realize all these known facts of the world that i just didn't know existed and be like oh my gosh that explains so much about myself she
0: actually electroshocks herself on a regular basis
3: hey don't think shame me (laughs) yeah so that's so interesting that that you were able to realize that you you had a fascination for um philosophy even while you were still in that religious mind frame
7: yeah, well, I, 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 well, I was like I said, I was like doing uh, like smoking pot, and I, I kind of left uh, everything, and I just went full flat. I remember even said that I was an atheist, even though I didn't understood mm-hmm. what it, I didn't understand what it meant or anything like that. I just was like, I'm an atheist because I'm mad at, at the, I was mad at God. Mm-hmm. Like I was the character from all the David A. R. White yeah. movies that was just mad at God. And you know, I, I left and, and went and started drinking and smoking and doing all this stuff, and. Uh, it caused a lot of conversations to come up. And mm. I just was like, dude, the Bible makes so much sense. You're stupid. <laughs> You're stupid for not understanding how simple mm. this is. Okay, look, you can't go into heaven with sin on you. So you got to get Jesus to put his blood on you so that you can get into heaven. Yeah. It's simple.
3: I, I have a, I have a question stuff. on that line. Did you, <laughs> did you ever read the Bible?
7: Yeah, I actually did. I, I've, I've read it uh, like three times. And I've read it again now as an atheist.
3: I um, never made it. Through the creation story, really? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Until I was an atheist. It's a tough read. It's a tough read. It
7: is. It is tough, especially. And what what killed me was that I've read it so many times, and then like. The things that I didn't catch, were just like yes. God didn't make the sun mm-hmm. until the fourth day. Yes, yes, the fourth day. Or let's
3: smash and it this it's baby in
7: morning the rock. three times. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when you read, when you, uh, mind what struck me is when you read the four uh, gospels and you read them not side by side but back to back, mm-hmm. you don't realize yeah. the, the differences they have in, yeah. in each one of them. Totally. You don't and actually I catch it's it. It's
3: actually really interesting you, know, you talking about thinking you were an atheist while you didn't while you were growing up. Because for myself, I didn't even know what an atheist was. I legitimately didn't realize that people could not believe in Christianity. I didn't know that there were other religions.
0: Wow. I, I, oh, didn't,
3: wow. I didn't know. Like, I knew about Catholicism. Oh, well, you knew
0: about Satanism? And,
3: well, no, I didn't. I didn't know about Satanism. Really? Yeah. Like, wow. I just... I didn't know... Like, well, I thought... But you thought, knew there
0: were, in your world, you knew there were people that were quote-unquote tricked by Satan well, and believe his words, right? I
3: didn't, I didn't, we never really, ta- like, I never really knew that, like, of this, oh, you know, people that worship Satan. Okay. Like, I knew about, oh, Satan's tricking people, but I okay, never okay, really, yeah. I never grew up in a, like, oh, there are Satanists. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: That's
3: but I but I also didn't know about Hindu people. I didn't I didn't know like I knew that people could not ha- could grow up not learning about God, so you had to tell them about God. But I never knew that people just didn't believe in a God. Hmm. If that hmm. makes yeah, like No, that make sure. So
5: so you thought I believed in a well, god.
3: It's not that I thought you believed in God, but I didn't it was it was a really weird mind space because like I didn't realize people could have the information and not believe in God. Hmm. Yeah.
7: Yeah, it's it almost like, um, um, what's that, The Psy or whatever. That, yeah, that,
3: Psy-Tenberg
7: Kate. Yeah, he says, like, everybody believes in God. Yeah,
3: like, that. That's, uh, that's very much where I was at. Like, oh, everyone has a whole uh, God-shaped hole in their heart.
7: Yeah, um, yeah, there God, you go. God, Okay, is, I, we said that a yeah, lot, too. <laughs>
3: yeah, totally. And, like, God, like, imprinted himself, on human humanity and like yeah, so it was it was very much um, yeah, and,
7: and nature speaks his name exactly. And stuff like that. So you know,
3: so like everything very much cognitive bi- or um confirmation bias. So like yeah, it was I was yeah. very sheltered in. I didn't like I had an atheist cousin that I hmm. didn't know was an atheist. I just knew he didn't come around. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family he didn't get go to together. church that's yeah. all I and', it, and cause my my family was very cult like in that um they were very much very close um and very we all believed the same thing and but not cult like in there was one person we like had above everyone else like a, an actual human
2: <laughs> but it was
3: very much like not interacting with other people while I was young like I had I think my first friend my first friend I had I was oh how old was I this is up like after Kirsten because Kirsten was my best friend in elementary school thank you but then (laughs) I must have been like seven eight before I had a friend it was yeah of course I had so many siblings and I had twin sisters so I didn't care (laughs) yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. we, we, we were very, you like 10 very people you hang out with at our <laughs> house. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. It's it, it, I, it's it's interesting that I see you, especially, you know, what you're talking, and I can't help but think that you guys were persuaded by the old um um the imagery, you know, the the, the, the coincidences, you know, they say, oh, of course you can see God in the in the works because not necessarily the uh, argument from ignorance that you mm-hmm. use a lot, but, you know, the uh, you see God in, in his works because how else would you explain this?
3: Yeah. Right? Well, and right. I, I have a yeah. really good analogy for I, how I think my quote-unquote faith stood up against reality because, for me, we were taught that God is in all the little things as well. Mm-hmm. So when I couldn't find my... Uh, like, shoe. I'm like, God, please help me find my shoe. And then I would obviously find my shoe because yeah. it didn't disappear into the void. And I'm like, oh, yay, God answers prayers. Yeah, and yeah, that every, exactly every single means. thing. Like, oh, God, let there still be milk. Oh, God, there's milk. Yay, thank you so much.
0: Yeah, you Correct. can. And,
3: and so all those little things build up. Count so the when, hits,
0: forget the misses. So when
3: the big things yeah. happen and you're like, God, don't let my dog die. And it dies, your your built up faith takes that hit. But it the next day it's built back up because every single second you're doing another thing that builds up that faith that's
0: a very good way right. of putting it mm-hmm. wow yeah it's yeah. almost like, it's almost like a, um, you keep pouring the faith yeah. in you, even you have when the
3: slow drip slow constant drip and every once in a while you open the tap but you only hold the tap open for a second yeah. you're not going to drain the yeah yeah thing. okay
0: yeah I get that I get right. that yeah. I get the symbolism huh. was it oh, something yeah. very similar in your side as well for uh, Brent? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I, I, for a time,
7: I remember thinking, because I had, I had like, night terrors and things like that. Oh, and um, oh. I, I remember my mom like would tell me, no, it's just that you have a sensitivity to the spiritual world. Uh,
3: I, I, never <laughs> I, I, I never got that. I never got that.
0: That's, yeah, that's kind so of... And then I'm terrified of everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's, I, remember... that's, I, I hate to say that because, you know, it's insidious, but it's not insidious on purpose. <laughs> I mean, his mom's not doing this to, 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 to harm him, but she is by saying that. Yeah. And all, I, yeah. And she didn't mean to. No, all. exactly. She and didn't she mean to. Her intentions were pure, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, she's just reinforcing the fear.
7: Right. Yeah. 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 And oh. she doesn't even realize she was. No, exactly. No, she doesn't
0: realize it. It's like, no, yep.
7: The demons in your dreams are real. Um, <gasps> but, you know, it's cool because you got Jesus. As yeah, long exactly. as you have Jesus, right? See,
3: and I, right. I, I, I think there's an interesting <laughs> difference between our homeschool experience because it sounds like from your homeschool experience, your parents were very involved in yeah. oh, their, yeah, your childhood. See, for mine, my, my parents were almost never there, whether my mom, because she was reading a book or watching a movie and ignoring us all, and my dad was at work. So for me, I never really got those things reinforced because I never had those interactions with my parents. I was playing on the trampoline running around in circles for hours. (laughs) Literally happened. (laughs) Were you running like a horse? Yes, I was.
0: (laughs) So, hold on. You're saying that somebody was holding the rope at one end and just pulling her around? I I, I was
3: just on a horse. (laughs) Um, And... That would have
0: paid good money to see that.
3: (laughs) so, So, for me, like, I never got the opportunities to have those things reinforced Whereas, I feel from you, when you would have a nightmare, you would go to your parents. See, for me, when I would have a nightmare, it's not something you'd go to the parents about. <laughs> because right. they, my parents were very much not emotionally available. Like, I, I remember mm-hmm. I mentioned my friend died. When I was 12, my friend died. Oh, God. When my friend died, I didn't go to my parents. I actually oh. went and sat at the top of the stairs crying my eyes out and for almost a decade afterwards i thought i was a horrible human being for even searching out for comfort wow yeah like i thought i was like the scum of the earth because i even like i'm so selfish because i even like wanted comfort
0: and now you're on atheist podcast you are the scum (laughs) of the earth at this point exactly
3: so so for for, i definitely think that is a um, a pivotal difference yeah, he, he, he in our experiences. Had, he had parental
0: support. Oh, he had yeah. emotional support.
3: Yeah. See, for me, that was my aunt, and that's why I consider my aunt my mother. But growing up, my my actual mother would get very toxic if I spent too much time with my aunt.
0: Was there was there any um, perceived emotional support from Jesus when you guys were uh, in uh, the faith? I mean, oh, did yeah. you guys did yeah. you guys feel that Jesus actually had your back? Oh, yeah. I yeah, can't I
3: remember. That. Well, he helped <laughs> you find that shoe. Exactly. I think, I think for those things it was. But <laughs> okay. I don't think I ever... Oh, no, actually, yeah, he was. Because I can remember crying myself to sleep, like, talking to him.
0: Okay. And, yeah. like,
3: well, yeah.
0: And what about you, Brent?
7: Jesus, yeah, know. same thing. Like I, I would, I would just talk to. And it's funny because I still, I still do like that. I still talk, you know. But I'm just talking to myself now. Mm-hmm. I don't talk. To, I talk to myself <laughs> too. And it seems weird when somebody <laughs> walks in and they're like, oh no, I'm just talking to myself. But uh, yeah, that's how I developed. That was just because they say like to pray without ceasing, mm-hmm. you know. And so I would just talk all the time and it was, like, and it was very com- it is it, it is kind of comforting and it's still comforting honestly I, I talk to myself and it's comforting mm-hmm. you know uh, it's like I can organize what I'm gonna do I can organize like my thoughts and everything and kind of just say out loud like what I'm thinking about mm-hmm. what's going on and so it's comforting but the fact that you add this supernatural aspect to it, where this person is actually listening to you, and they're this entity that loves you, and they want the best for you, and all this. The, mm-hmm. This matter, and, that. and that's another super. That's another super toxic
3: awful. thing. That is God is involved in your life, so everything that happens is God's plan. So when horrible right. things happen, it's God's plan.
7: Yeah, right.
1: So that Which that is,
3: for me was super toxic.
7: So yeah, and that's so damaging to, yeah. to just so many things, like because it it basically makes you uh you know you you just are just like you know you because you have this idea that ultimate justice will be taken care of in the end mm-hmm. means that you don't have to work towards getting justice now yeah, yeah. for anybody else you yeah. know what i mean like you're just like ah oh, whatever you yeah. know god'll well, get them in the and end for and for a practical like, you know,
3: example of this i had a sister i don't there was an anonymity in this because i have so many <laughs> but, who was sexually abused when she was young and my mother found out about it didn't report it. Hmm. Didn't do anything. She said, God, God, God will serve him his yeah. justice. Yeah. So nothing was done.
0: I, I hate the Christian mentality because it's especially in this day and age with climate change. Oh, exactly what you hear. My
3: mom so doesn't you, think climate change is yeah, real. Yeah, you don't
0: need to worry about So I gave change.
3: her a Costco book about... I we're fucking up the world.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to worry about climate change because God's going to intervene at some point. Yeah,
3: right? or yeah. or well, it's, it's because like of, the world will God, never you know, never flood again, and oh, everything is in God's plan. So we'll yeah. be raptured before then. Yeah, exactly.
2: Because that's
3: another thing that was massive in my family—the rapture.
2: Yeah. Right.
7: My oh yeah.
3: Oh, the rapture yeah. was massive in my family.
7: Wow. Dude, there was oh, yeah. a couple times. Get this. The, no, there was a couple times when I called home, and I, I just had like a weird feeling. I remember i called home and everybody always answers the phone there's it's just there you know there's so you know like i had like uh, four siblings and my parents and so like there was uh or three siblings i'm sorry there's four of us but <laughs> <laughs> uh there was three siblings, and uh i always call the house and and somebody would always answer and i remember several times it was like a couple of times er, that i called home and when i was a christian and stuff and i remember being terrified that the rapture had happened And they had been taken away, and I would be looking around, and there wouldn't be that many people around. And I remember just seeing like like confirmation by we just like, oh man, that person looks confused. They're probably looking for somebody too, and you're just like, oh my god, the fucking rapture just happened,
2: (laughs) and I
0: was like terrified. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And- yeah, because you, I, I, can see why it's terrifying. I mean, you got left here, and Kirk Cameron went to heaven. Huh? Yeah. What the hell is that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's
3: just say, in Christian homes, you can't just drop your clothes anywhere.
0: <laughs> that should be so funny. Christian home, you just keep clothes all over the place.
3: Uh, you walk into a room. No. <laughs> oh, it's just laundry day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh,
0: boy. I get, uh, Okay, I get a feeling that it's, it's, it's an easy question for you guys to answer. I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll say, you know, you would not. If a parent today was considering homeschooling their child, uh, I'm pretty sure you'd recommend not to do so.
3: It, it totally depends for me.
0: But, okay, but, uh, yeah. There, it, there are agree. some
3: people who do so much better homeschooling.
0: Okay, okay, fine. But
3: you need to have smart parents.
0: For yeah. the, for the average person who considers doing something like that, especially for a religious reason. Give me a Oh for a, a religious reason. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Give me give me give me, give me a thirty second uh, a thirty second spot reason. Don't go to a huge you you're talking to to a stranger. They don't want to hear your, your life yeah. story. So why not?
3: Um, for me, I would say that the only reason you would ever consider homeschooling a child is for um, any learning discrepancies yep. than normal, but with schools nowadays, especially Canadian ones, there are so many resources to help mitigate any disabilities, any disorders. That anything that would a child would find difficult about school, you can work through. And what you what you gain from a brick and mortar school, the life experiences, the life um, relationships, the The valuable social interactions, Mm -hmm. you will never, ever, ever get outside of that. And your child, if they are homeschooled, without those interactions, they will lose a fundamental part of human development.
0: Okay. Yeah, definitely.
3: And I I went to school to be an educational assistant, so I know that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How about yourself, Brian? What is your, your little piece of advice there?
7: Yeah, I would say it's 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 definitely a bad idea. But I, I, like, unless like she said, the the it's it's for a specific learning mm-hmm. disability of some kind, and the parents would need to still get probably a couple a couple tutors easily, you know. Um, but I would say that the, the you know the school provides one thing that I've noticed, and for me, and it was like it took me forever to be able to do this, but was just to go out in confidence. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds weird. No, no, I, no, no,
3: no. I to- and you interact with other people with confidence. Yeah.
7: Comments. Yes. You know, it's oh. so hard when you don't understand, like, how, you know. And, and it's weird because, like, as when you're a Christian, you have these, like, little things that you say and stuff that you just don't realize people are just like, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? Yeah. You know, and you're like, yeah, man, because, like, I was watching TV, dude, and, and it was, like, the, the learning channel. And the Lord just showed me, you know, yeah. the dolphins – Are just like they're almost you know they're they're amazing or whatever you know it's like the lord showed me that like through dolphins Mm -hmm. how marriage can like really last if you make it or whatever (laughs) you know or
3: or god showed me that he wants my life journey to take this path
0: yeah and people like yeah dolphins wait what
3: Yeah.
0: What? (laughs) Fuck. And then then you're stuck talking to yourself again, yet again, right? Yeah.
7: I'm like, hold on. Was that? No, no, shut down. Shut down. Pretend like you're sleeping. Pretend like you're sleeping.
0: See, I I have a problem because I'm French. So when I start talking to myself, I start talking snooty to myself. Oh, my God. And then usually an ambulance shows up at that point.
3: (laughs) So I, I definitely personally think that if anyone does have a child and they're considering homeschool, make sure it is not a snap decision. Make sure you research it. Make sure you research anything. Like, if you're going to be going through a distance education, like, program, like, it's not an easy out. No. If your kid's having problems in school, it's not an easy out. Like, you have to deal with what's going on. You can't just... Because I know for my sister in grade 10, she was going through a fuck ton of issues, and my mom was like, "Oh, it, it's school. We'll just pull her <laughs> out of school, and she'll be fine." Not realizing that it's literally home life that's her issue. <laughs> so right. let's let's add hey, more. I, of I that. actually
7: have a part of the of a book, the the my school book. I wanted to read real quick. That's yeah, right. of course, please okay. do. Right. So this is my science book, and I'm I'm gonna put on, I'm gonna put some music on just to give some ambiance to the uh, to the way it sounds. So. Uh, let's see how this works.
2: The suspense is killing me.
1: (sighs) What the Bible tells us about God and how he created us (laughs) is very different from what the theory of evolution says. Therefore, no one can really believe what the Bible tells us about creation and also believe in evolution. (laughs) It may be a surprise to a lot of people, but neither can one really believe in the facts of science and believe in evolution. (laughs) Evolutionists claim belief in evolution because science supports evolution. To say this is to be either ignorant of the truth, the real facts of science in or deny creation no matter what the facts say. Because in order to believe in creation, one has to believe in God. There are people who do who don't want to believe in God and what the Bible tells us. That's because they want the require because their belief would require accountability. No matter what evolutionists want to believe, however, the facts of science do not support evolution. On the other hand, there is a mountain of scientific evidence that supports
0: creation. Oh man! Oh. I feel like you need to uh,
5: switch a few words around there.
0: You should have finish that with "This is Robert Stack." These are unsolved mysteries. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Oh, wow. That was, the, that that was, was beautiful. Brent, thank you so much for joining us today, man. That was fantastic. We really, really enjoyed <laughs> that. But for our audience, if people want to find out more about you and the adventures with Nikki and what you do at Unapologetics with an X, where can they yeah. find you?
7: <laughs> um, okay, so um, we are on pretty much everything. We're, I mean, we're on Facebook. If you want to search our page, uh, it's Unapologetics, the atheist response to apologetics um if you want to look at uh we're on stitcher soundcloud uh iheart radio itunes we're on all the things so, you know a, a, a google search will Fantastic. help um, but you got to make sure to correct it if it, if you do it and then it's it's because it'll try to find uh unapologetics with a cs and so you got to correct it and go no i actually meant unapologetic and it, yeah, yeah. Wait, and you, mean
3: you don't it. want to go listen to some neo-nazi shit <laughs> right exactly
7: yeah. that's
0: a Nazi oh. program yes little known fact actually from Bre- Florida like l- this is so weird little known fact uh, Brent and Nikki are on everything like you said so much I saw him appear on Toast the other day
4: why wouldn't you
0: <laughs> Bread yeah, that's butter you. we're chilling. Brent thank <laughs> you so much for being with us but before I let you go I gotta have you say hi this is Brent Lee of Unapologetics and I took a left in the valley Hi, this is Brent Lee of Unapologetics, and I took a left at the valley. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) And that was Brent Lee of Unapologetics. Always a fun time. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, it's amazing. I thought you guys, your stories would be so much more similar than they actually were. They're
3: very different. They're very different.
0: So different. Oh my goodness. You, you, mm-hmm. can, you kind of build a bit of an idea that you know uh, abuse from the, well, uh, let's let's face it. Let's call it child abuse. It really is that.
3: Me? Right?
0: No, not just you.
3: Child abused?
0: Well, if you've abused what? any children, I'm not sure of. Mm. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true. She hasn't done anything. Like that. No. <laughs> I'm just saying that
3: my family doesn't let me around their kids because I, I yeah, make them exactly. less homophobic.
0: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I'm evil atheist now. Exactly. Uh, but it, it's amazing. Of course, and you feel bad because at the same time, it's like you want to. It's a question I forgot to ask and I should have asked, you know. It's like, how angry do you get when you realize you're on the end of this and you want, in a way, you kind of want vengeance, but you can't because they're, 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 uh, the reason they did it was actually you know, out of what do you thought was best for you.
3: Right? I'm, yeah, I know for myself, I'm not mad at my parents because he, I went to school eventually. Yeah. I don't, I I would have been such a different person if I was never in school. Like, I am horrified I love to the way meet you, that person.
0: I love the way you said feral. That was oh, a great I descriptive. Oh, I was
3: feral. That was a great I descriptive. I was. No, yeah. so
0: you haven't heard all the stories.
3: I was Feral. Feral. I, and I actually, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't feel bad looking back. Like, yeah, me, person, not in school, didn't have a great life. But, like, that made me who I am today. Yeah. So it's like...
0: silver lining.
3: Well, yeah.
5: And I love who you are today. Me
3: too. Um, but I would never wish that on anyone else. Mm. Ever. Yeah. Because... Going to school, being with other people my age, getting out of the house was such a lifesaver.
0: Yeah. So school saved your life.
3: To an aspect. I I wouldn't say school itself saved my life. The people I interacted with at school saved my life.
0: And that's a good way to put that. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being with us on the show and uh, thank you for uh, Brett Lee for being with us on the show Mm -hmm. and thank you for listening. You can find us at com. You can find us on uh, Facebook, on uh, Twitter, at LETV Podcast. Uh, You can find us on... uh Jeez, where can you find us? <laughs> where do you find us? Give us a five-star review. Yeah. It helps us, helps others find the show. Uh, you could be like our friend, Freethinker215, and become a patron where yeah. you get some nice little goodies and a look behind so, the scenes.
3: There is so much stuff that we talk about yes, that doesn't absolutely. get on air that is so, if you enjoy a random chit-chat, oh boy. you will love our Patreon episode. <laughs> For like, sure. Gah.
0: So just go to patreon. Uh, slash um, Okay. Coming up. Next week, we'll be talking to uh, Michael Sparks and Jeremy Montanez. This. We'll be doing a whole Bernie political yes. show. That should be interesting. I am
3: here for that. We'll be
0: talking to uh, the people of Believe It or Not with Trevor Pullman. Hmm. We'll also be talking to people from Secular Soup with Amy Withawi. hope I'm saying that right. And we'll be talking to the guys from Godless Revolution with Dan Ellis. I'm
3: excited. And
0: then in September, we'll be talking to uh, Evidence-Based Eating with Dale Uneth. And we'll be talking about The Vanishing of the Bees with Mary Mary mm-hmm. Hyman. That should be a good one. That should be a good one. Absolutely all good ones. And we'll be talking about everybody, Everyone's Agnostic with Marie and the Free Thought Prophet with James mm. McGaffick and then of course we we'll roll to October we'll be talking to about a skeptic's guide to conspiracy with Mike Bowler
3: that's gonna be fun especially with my Alex Jones background
0: yes and <laughs> Ask an Atheist with Sam Mulvey and we'll also have our Halloween special coming down the path
3: which I have started writing my scary story for okay us. perfect I'm gonna scare you guys we'll try to get reality. one from Seth Andrews
0: as well and as well as maybe our Satanist friend Linda Star maybe we'll yeah, sh- maybe she'll yeah. buy a solo story too all right well thank you so much guys. Anything else I need to
3: read a science book. Yeah. Or just read a book. No, oh, you can it's always not,
0: not that specifically, book.
3: Specifically specifically a science one. Yeah. You know, learn some stuff. And
0: don't forget our email is left at dot oh left sorry, it's left at, at I don't know where my brain is right now. Not here. Blah, blah, blah. Not here. It's the end of the show. It's time to yeah. shut it down. It's end. bedtime. It is. <laughs> not for me. Thank you so much, guys. Until next time.
2: Love you all.
0: And then, no I, 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 like you and I discuss, with you, you and I are doing this, of course. And I'm glad to have you on the show. But in return, you will stop sending us those dick pics, right?
3: Hey, he has a very oh. beautiful <laughs> dick.
7: I don't have any. I can't. Yeah, I mean, I can't promise.
3: Sorry.
2: <laughs>
7: I mean, that's what, you're asking
0: a lot. It's, well, it's yeah. like a
2: blood cut. <laughs> you're asking for it. <laughs> no.
0: Nancy's, Nancy's done so many nuclear Paul palm by now. It's like she's got all. She's so done with us by this point.
5: Sorry, you still love us, right, Nancy? There,
3: what? There, there was a time in my family where one of my sisters had to live her bed was a bathtub.
0: Oh my god! Oh my, what? This sounds like a Jeff Foxworthy yeah. If your bed was a bathtub, you might be a redneck.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, like I said, Send, send her a, a nice uh, hug and kiss, and maybe a little bit of groping, fun. Oh my behind. God,
4: Kevin!
0: <laughs> you got it. You got to do it just for you. <laughs> I'll tell her this is Fuck. For Kevin. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, but you gotta like, you gotta like
0: make, no, make, make awkward eye contact no, no. Yeah, while you do it. <laughs> yeah, but no, yo, hold on, hold on. If he's gonna grope her on my behalf, it better be nice and smooth, man. Okay, oh, I've no, got a reputation gotta, to maintain. it. You gotta make
3: Like super awkward. Uh,
0: you, you, can't, then, you, like, can't, you can't pull it. some kind of move a teenager, sixteen you know, year old would pull. You this to, is stupid. Like,
3: lick your lips while you do it. <laughs> oh no! I,
0: I, I a little wink, you know. Put the tug on the on the lip and a little wink at the same time. Hey, okay, baby. <laughs>
5: what happens when we're here oh, at night